Eric, it's game week. Finally, it has it has arrived for the 4A through 6A conferences. Now, I went to a game just on Friday night, obviously, and we'll get into all of that, but it's game week, man. I'm so excited. Finally, high school football is kicking off for real with everybody else. I know. Else. It's, it's crazy. It doesn't – I mean, it is – it's obviously real. It's a silly thing to yeah. say it doesn't feel real, but it's – it is awesome, and I could not be more excited. I went to a scrimmage today. Um, we've got some big stuff coming up. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for to see what these teams are are doing. Sevens is great. Um, the uh, the off season's fun, but you know games are games are where it's at. Exactly. And with that being said, welcome into another episode of the Take It Easy Sports Show. Part of the Arizona Varsity Podcast Network. My name is Zach Alvira, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, who we just talked to for a little bit, Eric Newman. Um, Eric, kind of going off of that point, you were at a scrimmage today. We're recording on Saturday, a little bit early for us, but our schedule's changing now. Um, so you were at a scrimmage, so we're going to start right off the bat with that. What did you see out there with Flagstaff and Lake Havasu? So, you know, it's hard to tell in a scrimmage. Um what you really are going to see people are wearing different numbers. It's hard to tell who's who, uh, Lake Havasu, they didn't even wear numbers. So it was basically impossible to tell what players were (laughs) doing what, but, um, you know, it was really fun. I just like a lot of these kids are, um, it's obviously not the same as the game, but they're so happy to get a a chance to play against somebody else. Yeah. After all this time, um, you know, have that real football hits and pads and everything like that. So I enjoyed it. Uh, saw some good plays from Avasu's uh, offense um, or defense. I mean, they made a couple interceptions on Flagstaff's backup quarterback, but um, they made some big plays. Flagstaff looked good on both sides with their starters in. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see what both these teams can do. Absolutely. You know, um, I was out at uh... – at ACP last night, Arizona College Prep, they opened the season for the first time ever on their own home field, which was pretty cool. Um, now, unfortunately, they ran into a very good Sabino team. And that Sabino team, man, they are young in several key spots, but that's a very good football team right there. Uh, Cameron Hackworth is a sophomore quarterback. Um, he actually trains with... Uh, with uh, one of the former players that it played in, in the league that I'm in. Um, and he's actually, he plays for the sugar schools now in the arena. So pretty cool that he's actually training with him. He's been doing it for like two or three years now at this point. So it's kind of cool to see that come full circle and, you know, him starting at the varsity level at, at you know, for Sabino um, Levi Miranda. And you'll see this once the team AZV top five for this game comes out, actually Jacob Saliga, uh, myself and Cody Cameron are going to kind of combine and, and do all of it, just one, I guess you can say. Um, but Levi Miranda is one, is a player who's on all of our lists. This kid, I swear, Eric, he was everywhere. And he was intense. He had some swagger to him. He he was a hard-nosed, tough football player. And you can tell, I didn't even talk to him, but I could tell just by the way he plays, he loves the game. Eric, this kid was at wideout at some points. He was at running back, I think, one time. He was at defensive end, linebacker, safety. He literally did it all for Sabino. And I swear, every time ACP had the ball on offense and after every single play, Levi Miranda was around the ball somewhere. 
I mean, it was just so impressive in man. I think he, he's one of those kids that I think would shine even at like the four or five, even the six, a level. That's how good he was. Uh, Kenneth Blackman, another senior first Sabino. He also did very, very well on both sides of the ball. Um, so yeah, Sabino did win that game 28 to six. Um, not exactly a great home opener for ACP, but ACP is still a very young team. Uh, Jaden Diaz is only a sophomore starting at quarterback. Uh, Baruch Stevens, who actually had a pretty good game at running back. He's a junior and they still were missing some key pieces like senior Bryce Chen. So I think ACP is going to be fine. I think they're going to be as good as we think they are and all the predictions and everything. Uh, they just have to kind of get everything together. And especially when they get their transfers that came to the program in week six, they're going to be okay. But I can't tell you, man, it was just, it was so awesome. Just having football, being on the sideline again, it, it just, it felt right. And that's the best thing, I guess you can say. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't beat that Friday night lights, man. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Uh, great atmosphere at ACP, ton of fans, which was awesome to see as well. Um, it was kind of funny, the uh, <laughs> the inflatable, I didn't post the video, the inflatable tunnel that they ran through, it, it was brand new. They've never ran through it before. Um, it actually didn't open when they tried to come through it. So it actually like slid across the grass a little bit. It was kind of funny. That's that's tremendous. I didn't post the video because I was like, uh, not a really good way to open up your, you know, your your stadium, but I might post it, you know, down the road or anything. It, it was pretty funny to see. Maybe I'll do like a, a bloopers of the week or something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, hey, man, college football was on today. Did you watch any? No, I was uh, I was doing work all day. I, I kept up with some of what was going on, but, um, no, I didn't get to watch any. But I'm glad that's back, too. Yeah. I, I, I caught a little bit of game day before I went out to Desert Vista in Mountain Point this morning um, for a little photo shoot thing for previous stories I'm doing for the Aotiki Foothills News. Um, man, I just to see Lee Corso back there, Kirk Herb Street. They were uh, they're in Atlanta today for uh, North Carolina Central and uh, Alcorn State. So you know, little a little battle of the HBCUs, which is always really cool to see, especially when the bands get involved. So um, you know, just it, just awesome, man. Just such a good weekend of just full of football, which is what I love, and you know that. Um, so I was I was in heaven for the most part, you know, this weekend. So. Um, but, you know, last show we started going over the schedules. We got through week five. Uh, let's go ahead and let's say we do week six through eight. We'll keep it a little bit light, and then we'll finish off with weeks nine and ten, where we might have to do a little bit more than just one game for 2A, 3A, and then two for 4A through 6A, because those typically are the rivalry weeks, so it's going to be really hard to choose what games that we actually want to just, you know, highlight here on the show. So Definitely. Um, but with that being said, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Eric, week six for 2A. So again, if those of you who did not listen last week, um, I choose the one 2A game, the one 3A game. And after that, Eric and I choose two 4A through 6A games of our choice to highlight. We'll talk about it for a little bit, and then we're going to move on. So we're not here to really bore you. We're going to kind of keep it pretty short um, as far as, like, you know, what games we highlight. And we'll give our reasoning and... You know, it's up to you to interact on Twitter or in the comment section, wherever this is posted, whether it be, you know, listening through iTunes or, you know, Spotify or Google Podcasts, whatever. Uh, go ahead and drop a comment. And tell us what you think. Um, week six, 2A. Uh, I chose Santan Charter versus Globe. 
Now, the reason for this, Eric, is Santan Charter is going to be a completely different team. They will have, I think, last I checked, like 14 transfers actually become eligible that week. Um, that is when Kerry Taylor believes that he can kind of turn it over to some of those older guys that are going to become eligible and basically make a run to the playoffs. And honestly, I've seen some of these kids play in practice. I know it's just practice, but they're going to be a good team. So, um, you know, I don't know much about Globe. I know they've kind of struggled in recent years, but uh, I'm excited to see what Santa and Charter can do once they're at full strength. That's a team people have high hopes for. Um, you know, at this point in the season, week six, they'll have the transfers back. It'll be exciting to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's see. Week week six, 3A. This is a big one, man. ALA Gilbert North and Arizona College Prep. Same thing with ACP. Their transfers are eligible. But they're facing a very good team. The 3A runner-up as a matter of fact, and a team that many of us actually believe that is going to be in the championship game again. Um, what are your thoughts behind that one, knowing that ACP will be, hopefully, without injuries, at full strength for that one, too, against a very good ALA Gilbert North team? It's a it's an awesome East Valley game. Um, ALA Gilbert North has been uh, up and coming for a long time there. And, yeah. you know, last year, they, they kind of showed that they were here to stay. And... You know, ACP, they took a tough first loss, but these teams are going to be solid at that point, and this is going to be likely for playoff seeding. I know that's a good point that I was going to bring up is as we get to these later games, playoffs are going to be huge. So, you know, and that's why you'll see some of these matchups on here because they can really determine some of them who goes to the playoffs in all honesty. Yeah. So... Uh, at least at least in our minds now obviously these teams could prove us wrong and they all could be you know the number one and two team in 5a 6a 4a whatever heading into you know this week and you know maybe one loss won't really make a huge difference as far as where they are but um regardless yeah that's what that's what we're getting into when it comes to the the back half of the season all right eric 4a week six this is where you and i choose two games honestly i think we're going to have the same game at least for one of these my first one is Mesquite versus ALA Queen Creek. ALA is another ALA Queen Creek, I should say. We just talked about Gilbert North. Um, both ALAs are really up and coming programs for the most part. ALA Queen Creek is a little bit more established because they do have that 3A title and they've been competitive at the 4A level now for the last, well, at least one year. And then this year, I expect them to be competitive again. Definitely. Um, Mesquite's kind of one of those question marks where I honestly have to see them uh, week one. And obviously, at this at this point of recording, it's still not week one yet. So, you know, Andrew Morris obviously is very good. They returned some defensive starters. But other than that, I mean, they lost a ton of seniors. So, you know, I'm choosing this game because it could be kind of a, a winner-go-home situation for Mesquite or LA Queen Creek, for that matter. Or it could be, like you said, fighting for a playoff seating and high seating, I should say. So. Uh, that's why I have that game circled for uh, for week six and four A. Eh? What about I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if both of these teams are in the playoffs. Regardless, uh, they actually played a really good game last year. Yeah. Mesquite ended up winning, but it was really close, and both teams kind of traded back and forth. I would be surprised if one of these teams, if either of these teams, isn't in the playoffs. But yeah. like well, they said, played twice actually. They played once in the regular season and then once in the playoffs, and both yeah. games were actually pretty close. Both of them yeah, were a little, were. 
one of them was the shootout. The regular season was more of a shootout. The yeah. second one, the the playoff game, was really a defensive battle. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's gonna be that's gonna be solid. First game I'm going with is a little bit of a cheat because it's five a four a, but Desert Edge Cactus. Yep, there's my second game. <laughs> um, they played last year. Desert Edge won twelve o, which is not you know you look at that score objectively, it's not that like exciting of a game, but they actually played pretty close. Um, Cactus proved a lot in how much they were you know competing that night. They hadn't gotten a lot of their transfers in and everything, but. Both of these teams are going to be looking to make playoff runs. Both are uh, people are projecting to be open squads. Um, and this could be, you know, a winning an out-of-conference game for either of these teams would be huge. Yeah, and like I said, that's my second game. So I'm going to let you go again. But to your point, I mean, I saw that game last year when they played. I think we were all there, like pretty much the entire. That was, that was like an Arizona varsity look. There were like <laughs> was like eight of us there. Because well, that game was on a Saturday, right? That was a Saturday game, so it was the only one. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I mean, literally all of us were there. Um, And I think all of us had cameras, too. I think we had, like, 15 cameras there. Um, And, you know, I was – that was kind of the game that really opened my eyes to Cactus and how good that team really is. Because Will Galvin was that quarterback then. I'm pretty sure he's going to be quarterback again unless something changed. But he was only a sophomore, and he was, at times, getting beat up by that, you know, R.J. Roberts-led Desert Edge defensive line. And he just kept getting back up. <laughs> I mean, that kid that kid showed incredible poise in a situation like that against a very good Desert Edge team that obviously went into the open. Um, but Cactus held their own against them. And to be honest, and sorry, Carter Twins and, and anyone else from Desert Edge listening to this, I wasn't that impressed by Desert Edge after that game. Just cause I came across saying, okay, well, you know, they've got a big roster. Cactus's roster wasn't nearly as big. They had the size advantage, but yet they really couldn't do much against them. And that obviously is because Cactus just turned out to be a really good football team. But I think I remember even telling you, I wasn't that impressed by Desert Edge that night. Maybe it was just an off night for them, but I don't know, man. So I think that this one is going to be really exciting, especially because a lot that, you know, the two teams return really key starters as well. So they hopefully both more do. scoring this time, though. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. And, I mean, part of the reason that Desert Edge didn't look as good, they obviously won the game and they had, their defense played really well. Um, True, yeah. But their offense their offense struggled that night, but that's part of, I mean, a lot because Cactus was, you know, just great. Yeah. So those are two really quality teams. Second game I have in 4A is, uh, and we've talked about this selfishly, uh, a Flagstaff team. Marcos, Denise, and Flagstaff are playing. Isaiah Williams, one of the underrated uh, 4A players, great defensive lineman for Marcos Deniza going up against Flagstaff, who the question is going to be their offensive line this year, at least early in the season. They've got some good skill players. Their defense is going to be solid. Their offensive line can hold up. That's the key to that game. Right on. And who was the Flagstaff player that just committed to Cal? Nick Morrow. He's a uh, um, – is playing tight end for them this year, uh, and he's a great defensive lineman. So he's going to play. Uh, I would assume he'll be in on every non-special team snap basically all year. I love kids like that, man. They just they, they just have the stamina to just keep going. Um, yeah, he's the first. He's the first Division One, according to one of their assistant coaches. I forget his name off the top of my head, but 
He's the first Division One um, FBS. I don't, I don't know if it's Division One overall or first FBS uh, kid from Flagstaff since 2008 um, from that high school. So it's a pretty big accomplishment. Oh, yeah, and he's going to Cal. So obviously he's got not only the skill but the brains as well because that's not an easy school yeah. to get into. No, absolutely not. But good for him. That's awesome, man. Um, Let's see, week seven, 2A. Um. We gotta go five A six A. Oh my bad. Well, I'm I'm going way too far ahead. Sorry. My All bad. Good. All good. <laughs> All right. So my first one for five A. Um, kind of a fun one because do you remember what two teams we always talked about in the spring for softball? Canyon View is one of them. Yes, and Willow Canyon was the other. It was, and that's who plays in week six for five A. And the reason I chose that game is because, in my opinion, that's kind of like a battle of the uh, the really, really far away from everything schools. <laughs> you're you're so right. Um, those schools are far away, and they also, you know, regardless of the funny comment about their distance, they're both teams that are kind of on that playoff bubble. Um, uh-huh. out. You know, like the last few years, they've been around 500. So this game could be. Um, you know, week six is not the end of the season, but that's a that's an important game for a bubble team to um, to win that one, so you can make the playoffs, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And I really, honestly, I I have a feeling that Canyon View is going to be much improved too, just because I do too. One, that was a young team last year, wasn't it? They bring basically everybody yeah. back, and they get a, a hell of a coaching staff with yeah. with, with Nick Garrett's there, and then obviously you you know you've got Coach Alcantar there now too. I mean, that's. That's a good staff. That's those are right there. Those are two head coaches and one, you know, being an assistant. So, um, you know, that I, I'm kind of excited for them. They are looking for actually uh, their week one game against, I believe it was Lake Havasu actually got canceled. Um, yeah. So I think you had the news on that actually, or someone had the news on Twitter. I think you kind of retweeted or whatever it was, but yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they are looking for a game. So if any teams are listening to this and you need a game, this is going to be uploaded Monday. You have enough time, go for it. So, um, so yeah, that's my, that's, there's mine. Uh, I'm sure you have probably the same one, right? That one is one I was looking at, but yeah. I want to go to a, a 5A, 6A game, South Point Pinnacle. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a huge one. They're both teams that two years ago were in the open. Pinnacle barely missed the playoffs last year and in, in a shortened field, but, you know, South Point is a perennial playoff team. Pinnacle too. These are, it's just a powerhouse matchup. Both gonna have great quarterbacks. Both gonna, um, you know, be improved on defense. I think it's gonna be a great game. I agree with you. Uh, the only thing that I am gonna correct you on, um, well, nah, I guess not. Never mind. I, you, you know how it is with this show. Chris Eaton always gets in our DMs about something, right? Um, Pinnacle did go three and four last year. So I don't know if they're barely missing the playoffs. Well, uh, the thing was, it ended up being um, them and Chaparral were both, I don't know if it was three and three or what the actual record was, but they were right there. Um, and it basically looked like whoever won that game was going to get that last playoff seed. And it ended up being Chaparral who made that, who won by a landslide in that game. Um, so you're right, that three and four is not great, but depending on you look at it and the shortened season last year um a four and three team with a great schedule could have made it 
Yeah, and you know, I guess to your point, I'm looking at the rankings from last year, and they were number. Uh, actually, I can't even go off this. It's Max Prep rankings. Just kidding. Never mind. Because they, according to Max Prep, Highland was number nine last year at you know seven and four. So yeah, um, never mind. We're gonna totally skip over that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we all know what Highland did last year. Um, yeah. All right, that's a good game though. That was one that I was actually eyeing, and plus that's a rematch from two years ago in the Open Division as well. Yep. So that's a that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Five and then, a. yeah, my uh, my other five A game was the one you already mentioned. Okay, cool. Right on. Um, you know what? Actually, I, I think I realized that I accidentally put um, when I wrote it down, I accidentally wrote Pinnacle Saguaro. So actually, Pinnacle Southpoint was one of my games too. <laughs> so, cool. Six A. Six A. It is. Um. All right. So week six. Um. Let's start with the battle for Brown Road, Mountain View versus Red Mountain. Um, regardless of how these teams do, it's kind of like the Tukey Bowl last year where, you know, Mountain Point Desert Vista both opened or went into the Tukey Bowl, I should say, uh, winless. No matter what these two records are for these teams, they're always going to be amped for this game. Um, and it really helps now with Mountain View on the rise, big time. And Red Mountain, aside from last year, still basically being up there as well so that's gonna be a really good ball game this year uh mountain view actually beat red mountain last year for the first time in a while and it was a good that game. was a huge upset it well yeah it was because no one expected mountain view to be that that good and of course they went six and two and didn't make the playoffs because you know formulas um that no one understands but anyway um yeah so i, I expect this one to be another really good game too definitely i mean that's there's not much more i can add to that they uh, both of these teams have kind of traded back and forth. Great seasons. Red Mountain's been tremendous for a long time. And Mountain yeah. View, uh, Mountain View was kind of the upset of the year two seasons ago when they beat Brophy in the first round of the playoffs. Um, you, know, you know what's really funny that you mentioned that game is I've brought that game up probably ten times in the last week, and the only reason for that, and Jason Jewell, if you're if you're listening to this, you know I love you, man, but. People always say, like, you know, what do you think about Brophy? And I always have to say, are we going to get the Brophy that beat Hamilton that year in convincing fashion? Or are we going to get the Brophy that lost to Mountain View in the playoffs? Yeah. Because we don't, no, I I don't know which Brophy we're going to get. So, Jason, yeah. Joel, please give me the Brophy that beat Hamilton all year long, and I will start picking you for every single thing. But right now, I just don't know. Um, yeah. And again, I, I, you know, and, and to be fair, I don't cover Brophy, obviously very much or at really at all because they're not technically in my coverage area. So that is obviously a disclaimer. So take what I say with a grain of salt, please. Take everything I say with a grain of salt all the time, regardless I mean, of whether someone I cover yeah. or not. Good. My point. first six eight game is Williams Field Centennial uh for right. that six. That is a game of two teams that used to meet all the time in the five A uh conference finals. Centennial was the class of that team. Williams Field won it the last year they were in five A um and they're just they're just two great teams and they have a rivalry because of all these playoff games they've been uh near and uh against each other it's been it's been really fun to watch these two teams kind of grow up who's 6a and they're both gonna be um you know they have a lot of turnover and everything but these two teams believe they're gonna be uh either open contenders or high 6a playoff I know this is a bit of a surprise to you, but that was also my game. That isn't surprising to me. I know. That's why I said that. 
Um, but I'm not going to go too much into that because what is going to be a surprise to you is talking about Williamsfield a little bit later on. Um, cool. So I'll leave it at that because I'm going to surprise you with something that you're not going to like. Uh, second, second intriguing game for me since I picked your second one. Oh, that was only your first? Yep. Oh, my bad. Six, okay, eight. go ahead. Highland, Sandra Day O'Connor. Um, we talked a little bit about Highland a couple seconds ago when you were uh, mentioning when you were mentioning them. Both real defensive, hard hitting teams. Both Highland made the the final in six A. Sandra Day made the semifinal. Um, they both fell in uh, to Chaparral, who just was you know the class of the six A conference last year in terms of the in terms of those conference playoffs, but. That's going to be a hard-hitting game. Both of these teams are going to think they're contenders in 6A again. You know what's really funny when you just said um, something about how we just talked about Highland and when I said this? Basically, when you ever, when you said how we just talked about Highland, when you said, I thought you were honestly going to say when you mentioned that I'm an alum, like almost every yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't mention that. You brought it up this time. That that would have been a good jab, though. You kind of miss it. You know what's weird is I don't think I bring that up as much as other people do. I don't think you have a uh, a homerism in you to them. Yeah. I think you'd be bad at your job if you did. Yeah, that's true. I mean, at this point, people probably think that I, you know, am huge fans of Desert Vista and Mountain Point because both of them gave me like different art, uh, you know, articles of clothing that last like two days. Which, I mean, I do like those schools, obviously, because I have to cover them. And it's heavily. about time. You're not one who's asking for that kind of stuff most of the time. No, I never ask for it. That That's the biggest disclaimer that I can get is I, I, that I can give when it comes to stuff like that. I never ask for it. Um, I just – there are certain schools like Garrettson. Like, I've been bothering him for a cool backpack for, like, two years now. But would I ever expect him to actually give me one? No. No, absolutely not. But, yeah, no, I don't actually ask for this stuff, guys. I promise. Um, I just, either I happen to be there when someone like Chili wants it for like the cool blanket he was making. Uh, that's how I got that Highland shirt or like I, some, some coach, like, like when I was at Desert Vista, uh, coach Herrera, I know we're getting really off topic coach Herrera, who is, I wasn't even there for him because obviously it's not baseball season. Uh, he's like, Hey, come here real quick. And I was like, all right, cool. And he's like, what size head are you? And I was like, I don't know. Like I wear a large helmet. And so he just threw a hat at me. He's like, try that on. I was like, all right, cool. So I tried it on. It fit. And he's like, cool, it's yours. I was like, all right, cool. Um, and I posted on Twitter just because I wanted to obviously be nice. And, you know, because I want to be like the dean, let's be honest. I want to be like Kevin yeah. McCabe. Um, and, and then I go, to, I go to Mountain Point today. And uh, actually, Papa Hinojosa was there, and he was like, hey, man, I saw that cool hat you got from DV. And I was like, yeah, you know, and I was jokingly like, yeah, you know, it's funny. I got a hat from the new DV baseball coach, but I've never gotten anything from either football program. And, and he goes, what? And he immediately walks over to Coach Lauer, and he goes, oh, we're changing that. And he brings out a visor, a shirt, and shorts. And I, you probably saw my tweet. I literally am going to show up to practice Monday with a whistle. Because I'll literally look like the coaches at this point. You have to now. I think it'd be so fun. I'll be the get back coach. <laughs> I say this, and I'm not trying to beg for people to give me it because I don't actually like. I don't need clothing. I've never gotten anything from anyone like that. 
Oh, we'll change that. I don't want you. I don't. I have any desire. I mean, I wouldn't say no. Like, if someone offered it to me, I wouldn't be rude. But yeah, don't take that to me as being uh, to me meaning, hey, please. Like, no, that's not yeah. what I need. Hey, you know, actually, I have to back up. I have to back up because there were two instances where I actually did ask for stuff and I did get it. Uh, when Campo Verde made those, um, uh, the fighting Ragsdale shirts, those were awesome. I yeah, did get were. one of those. I still have that in my closet. And I also did ask for a championship shirt, uh, from Chandler when they won, when they beat Sawar on the open. So I thought they were going to be really cool shirts. I didn't actually get a championship shirt. I got a championship sweatshirt. Um, so those are two instances where I did ask for stuff. So I will be completely honest with that just because they were, they were cool, especially the fighting rags. <laughs> That's not too bad. No, I mean, especially the fighting ragsdales. I mean, come on, like, no, not to toot my own horn, but myself and Cody kind of created that a little bit. Yeah. On Twitter. Yeah, you guys, so, you guys really made that a thing. So I, I, I deserve a shirt for that one. Um, yep. <laughs> anyway, what are we on week seven? We got way, way too sidetracked there. I'm so sorry. We did. Okay, week seven. Let's let's run through this. Um, Benson Morency. Uh, Benson's another team that I want to talk about a little bit later, just because I got some not angry replies, but it was kind of like a "What are you thinking?" reply uh, to a tweet that I put out that didn't include Benson in it. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Let's just move on to three A. There's actually two games that I want to highlight, just because it was hard to pick either one. Uh, ACP versus Valley Christian very well at this point could decide who is going to be the front runner for that region. And also ALA Gilbert North, who we've already mentioned several times playing Thatcher. I have to imagine that's going to be a great game. Thatcher's good every year. I don't think there's more we need to say about that. I'll give you my first 4A game. Good point. Go for it. Northwest Christian, Gila Ridge. Northwest <laughs> Christian was a playoff team last year. I've talked about it before, but they really gave Mesquite a game in the first round of the 4A playoffs. And um, it ended up Ty Thompson made a few big plays at the end. The defense put up, but you also know I'm a big Gila Ridge guy. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big Gila Ridge guy. That'll be, if, if anybody wants to give me stuff, I'll take Gila Ridge here. That's the first time and last time I've ever asked for anything. Um, Send it but, via FedEx. He's not going down there. <laughs> I can't drive to Yuma, especially from Flagstaff. That's about a, uh, I could make it to San Diego and might as well go to San Diego at that point. Yeah, that's going to be a good game. Gila Ridge has a chance to, if they do well enough last year, I think they would have been a playoff team. The Yuma squads were not eligible due to some scheduling stuff, but um, they, they're they going to be in contention this year. And Northwest Christian is in the first year in 4A. They were solid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, my first game is going to be Mesquite versus Seton Catholic. Um for some reason, whenever I see Mesquite Seton Catholic, I think mostly it's because of, honestly, the girls' basketball programs yep. <laughs> at, at each school. But for some reason, I feel like there's a rivalry between these two. Actually, even the baseball programs have a little bit of a rivalry. Um, so, you know, I think they're still in the same region for football. And the, the fact that I don't know that off the top of my head is pretty bad, but I apologize. Um, a lot of teams. But, like, I just, for some reason, these two teams and all the other sports are always neck and neck. And I just feel obligated to pick them for football too, even if you know they're separated by talent or whatever, like they have in the past couple of years. Um, who knows? I might change this year, so you never know. That was going to be my second intriguing game. So right on. Go ahead so, with your second. 
In that case, I'm going to take one of your teams. I'm going Prescott versus Coconino. It's a good one, too. Um, it's, it's also one of those that they're pretty close in proximity, probably, what, like an hour away from each other? Not Something that bad. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's just one of those high country battles between two teams that I think are typically pretty good at the 4A level. Yeah. So, I mean, I last, I mean, and also, I, I don't know if that game's at Coconino or not, but that's also a battle of two schools with gorgeous facilities. They, you're so right about that. The yeah. fields there are just beautiful. It's phenomenal. And like my favorite color is blue. So like that Prescott field, especially to me, really stands out. You're so right about that. Yeah. Let's so. go to 5A intriguing games. Right um, on. Um, if, you want to go if, first? I think we're going to have the same game. We're going to have the same game. It's Sierra Canyon yep. Sawar. Okay. Um, that is the game of the week, regardless of conference. Um, Sierra Canyon's an amazing squad. Yeah. Saguaro's an amazing squad. I don't even know much about Sierra Canyon other than they're really good every year. Well, I know, obviously, people are going to know Sierra Canyon because that's where Bronny James goes. That's where yeah. Zaire Wade went. Um, you know, all those all those great athletes who are, you know, the sons of great athletes. Um, but Sierra Canyon, I actually saw a tweet uh, just today, ironically. Uh, someone who covers California prep sports said... Between Bosco, Modern Day, I want to say it was like Corona Centennial, and then Sierra Canyon, they, he, this specific writer, I can't remember who it was, I'm pretty sure it was those four teams. Corona Centennial might not have been one, but I think they are because they're always really good. Those four teams, he said, are going to be basically his final four for the Southern California Championship. Now, I don't know if, and I might be getting the tweet wrong. I don't know if they play all in the same division or whatever, but he said that at some point those teams are going to have to play each other, which tells me that they're going to meet somewhere, sometime in like the playoffs unless they play in the regular season. I actually think Sierra Canyon and, uh, and uh, Corona Centennial do play in the Honorable, actually, um, next week. Actually, now that I think about it, I was looking it up. They play next week, or this week, technically. They play September 4th, so there you go. We'll know. We'll see how good Sierra Canyon is against a really good Corona Centennial team. Uh, but yeah. to your point, Eric, that that's the game of the week, no matter what. I mean, honestly, we could literally just leave it at that, but we're going to keep going with week seven. But yeah, no, that that is the game of the week. I will try to be there myself. What's your second one? Oh man, second one is a. Uh, it's a pair of teams that I feel like have kind of become a rivalry in some way. Uh, Campo Verde versus Notre Dame. Believe it or not, that was going to be mine, too. Okay, good point. Uh, <laughs> or not good point, but just good in general. Um, you know, Campo made that phenomenal run in 2019, and part of it was knocking off Notre Dame that had been to the championship, I think, two or three years in a row before that. And that was, you know, on top of Campo beating Higley in the, in the quarterfinals and then obviously going to play Notre Dame, Notre Dame – Losing to Campo Verde was probably the biggest upset of that semifinal round across all divisions. Um, just because it was, I mean, no one expected Campo Verde to do that because they yeah. had to come back from down against Haley to do it too. They so, did. Yeah, but I mean, it just goes to show, man, the Fighting Ragsdales. That was the Fighting Ragsdales team, man. Such a good squad. But uh, Two tough outs in 5A every single year, regardless of oh, yeah. if you lose a bunch of guys have a bunch of returners they're both going to be solid and you know what you're getting from them and you know Campo Verde is one of those teams where people always tend to forget about but there's been one season since I think they opened 
maybe the year after they opened that they haven't made the playoffs. And that one season, they still went seven and three. Yep. So like overlook Campo Verde all you want, but that's a good program every single year. And Notre Dame prep, uh, two seasons in a row with uh, the Jake Smith-led teams yep. made the 5A final um, and just happened to run into a centennial team that would have been a probably a final four team, if not a championship contender in 6A that just happened to be in 5A. Well, I think that was the centennial team that beat St. Thomas Aquinas that year. They were so one freaking good. One of them. So, I mean, no one was going to be centennial that year, at least in the 5A. I mean, maybe... I don't know, you could argue Chandler in 6A, but they weren't they weren't 6A that year. So um yeah. you know. Um week seven for six A. My first one, actually both of my games are super, super physical teams, which is why I chose these two. Uh my first one's though gonna be Red Mountain versus Desert Ridge. Always a good matchup between those two. Mesa schools, they play so hard. Um yeah. you think of that game and you just think of that getting hit really hard. I love it. Yeah, I do have to fi- uh, correct you on one little thing, just for technicality purposes. Desert Ridge is technically a Gilbert school that's in Mesa. They're located in Mesa. I know what you meant, but, you know, eh, technicality. East Valley. So, there you go. Thank you. Uh, do you want to go with your first game, or is that it? Thursday game. Ooh, Thursday. Nash at Mountain Point. I okay. love a Thursday game. I love a Thursday game. Like, Obviously, you, you've you talked about it. Mountain Point's going to be improved. Bash is going to be great. And I love a Thursday game. It's so fun to have kind of a highlighted game of the week. And first things first, since you love a Thursday game so much, can we count on you being on the sideline? I mean, it's a big question, Mark. There's probably some other stuff I need to cover. but No, nope. you already said you love Thursdays. You picked it. You have to go to it. Fair enough. Okay, cool. Uh, the reason why I really like that matchup is because, well, one, it makes it easier for me to cover both Awatuki schools. Uh, <laughs> but two, um, Mountain Point's strength this year is going to be their wide receiving core, and Bash's strength is their secondary. So, I don't know. Who's going to win? Who's going to win that battle? Now, obviously, Basha is, I think, probably the most complete team out of the two. So I do think Basha will win this game. But for anyone from Mountain Point listening to me, prove me wrong, please. So that's all I can say. Dig that. What's your second game? Uh, Queen Creek versus Liberty, another super physical game. That was going to be mine, too. Okay, cool. Um, speaking of Basha and Liberty, um, they scrimmaged on Wednesday. And I was actually talking to Coach McDonald at Basha, and he said that Liberty was just – like they thought it was a real game which is good and bad in some cases but i guess they were super physical and they weren't like ready for that basha that is i mean basha still did well of course because basha is a phenomenal football program but you know liberty's coming with some extra juice this year i think honestly i think liberty feels a little disrespected because they did so well last year and everyone is still talking about other teams <laughs> including yeah. myself honestly you know admittedly yeah, i don't so. know i wonder why it but it ends up those two teams have i think scrimmage now the last three seasons in a row um they have. in their scrimmage they definitely did last year uh and yeah. i think they did the year before too but they are just so hard-hitting squads liberty is going to be great this year 
And yeah. under Coach Thomas, that's their that's their MO. They hit the crap out of people. And yeah. I would expect it to be the same again. Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, let's move to week eight, the final week that we're going to highlight on today's episode, or this week's episode, I should say. Uh, my 2A game is a re-prep versus Gilbert Christian because, well, simply it's a battle for Gilbert. Not much else to say. Uh, two good teams. Uh, Matthew McClelland, I think I've already touched on him. Um, you know, and his accolades basically, you know, throughout high school, he's a phenomenal player. Um, you know, just a star or a star at the two A level. That's really all I can honestly can what he, I can say. He throws so many touchdown passes. He's so good. Um, <laughs> he's a good kid, man. He's such a good kid to talk to, too. I believe it. Um, let's move to three A. Um, kind of. Obviously, I cover these Valley a lot, so I'm sorry, guys. These are going to be a lot of East Valley games. Uh, Valley Christian versus ALA Gilbert. And these are two teams that we mentioned a lot already, but that's because they're in the best region in 3A. And honestly, the winner of this region could very well be in the finals. So that's why we're going to keep mentioning it. Not much to say, honestly. Valley Christian had a huge opening game win, or opening win, I should say, against uh, against Snowflake, the defending champion. Um, ALA Gilbert North just cruised through their opponent. I can't remember who it was, but they won by a landslide. So, um, yeah, these two teams are on a collision course along with ACP. And, man, it's going to be fun when they all meet. Uh, 4A, week one, Eric, go ahead. Mingus, sorry, week, week eight, game one, sorry. Mingus at Coconino. Mingus just hired a new coach. We've talked a little bit about Coconino. Mingus and these Flagstaff schools um, – you know, they've gotten wins over Mingus, but they have not made it easy on them. Um, this is, you know, late in the season, week eight. This is going to be whether they can start to make a playoff run. Yeah. I think that's all you can say about it. And that's the reason why I chose these next, my two games for five or four, I should say. Um, Northwest Christian Peoria is the first one. Uh, I feel like those are just two powerhouse programs, typically, anyway. Um, and I think they're going to be, they're definitely going to be playoff teams, for sure. So. Um, that's going to be one that kind of determines seeding, I believe. Yeah, I agree. That's going to be two solid teams. Um, who knows? Maybe they meet up again in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. Uh, do you want me to go with my second game? Go ahead. Uh, Arcadia versus Apache Junction. Apache Junction did not play football last year at all. So they're biting at the bit to get going. Um, obviously, at this point, they'll already be eight weeks in. Arcadia is again with a new head coach. Um, I don't know what to expect from that program, but again, this is going to be one of those games, I think, where if these two teams are on the bubble, the winner is going to be in the playoffs and the loser is going to be going home after week 10. So that's why I chose that one. That is selfishly for Arizona varsity purposes. That's the JJ Digos game. He has affiliations <laughs> with both of those teams. So that's... Uh, not, not anymore with Arcadia though. Not anymore. Yeah. He used to. Yes. He used to. That honestly might be why I chose this game, because I saw that and I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> Shout out to you, JJ. My you second game for a Bradshaw Mountain uh, against Flagstaff. And uh, Flagstaff is a team I've covered ad nauseum. I won't say too much more about them. But Bradshaw is, I've talked to a lot of the guys around um, the 4A, uh, kind of that region the Grand Canyon region, a lot of people think Bradshaw is one of the teams that's going to be up top in that region. Um, 
So it's an interesting team to watch. This will be another uh, potential playoff thing. If Flagstaff is hoping to make the playoffs, they need a good showing in this game. Absolutely. Um, 5A Week 8. I think we have the same game here. Go ahead. Feeling. Ironwood Sunrise Mountain. I didn't pick it, but that's because I thought you might. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um. Obviously, just a rematch from the title game. So that's honestly why I picked it. So I know both teams are going to be very different in, in terms of, you know, guys and positions and everything. So um, Eric knows more about these two teams than I do, but obviously it's a rematch. So I had to pick it. Yeah, Peoria squads, they played, uh, they actually split games last year. Ironwood won during the regular season. Sunrise Mountain dominated in the championship game. Both had guys that are two-way stars. Uh, Will Haskell for Ironwood didn't play both sides of the ball, but a lot of their best players on that on both of those teams were, were two-way studs, offense and defense. It's going to be a great matchup. I've watched a lot of these two teams the last few years. Super exciting. And obviously, obviously, two guys who are in the same region, too. Or two teams, I should say, they're in the same region. Yeah, same region, same school district, same everything. They're just a few miles away from each other. Yeah, exactly. Cool. And that's also, by the way, a Thursday game. So kind of one of those things that you love. Love a Thursday game. You love a Thursday game. Love it. I I assume that we'll see you on the sideline for that one, too. Um, My second week eight game is Gilbert versus Campo Verde. Um, Another just simple Gilbert matchup and that's why I picked it because you know Gilbert always has a tough offense and Campo always has a tough defense so kind of like what I said before is which one is with with the uh, with the bash and mountain point game who's gonna bend will it be Campo's defense or will it be Gilbert's offense so we'll see what happens with that one what's your uh, what's your second game I like Verado Millennium it's a battle of the southwest uh, valley powers Millennium had an off year last year, but they were super, super young. Whereas Verado had a lot of um, kind of senior talent. So they're two teams that maybe meet in the middle a little bit this year with uh, middle kind of sophomores, juniors making up a a good part of their squads. I'm excited to see. Um, I think Millennium is going to bounce back. I don't know if they'll be a playoff team or not, but I would assume that they're going to be a contender and not um, a pushover this season. Right on. 6A. My first game, Basha versus Highland. It's going to be great. This, honestly, looking at the schedule, this is one of Basha's very few, in my opinion, losses. Well, uh, no, sorry. Let me back up. This is one of the games where I think Basha's really going to be challenged. If Basha does lose games, this might be one of them because Highland... They could lose. Yeah. I don't want to say like they're for sure losing because that's not what I meant. But Bash's schedule, in my opinion, is favorable for them, except the Highland game. I think that one's a toss-up because both teams obviously are very good. I've chosen, and I've said this you know, publicly many times, I think Basha will be in the open division this year. Um, Highland, I think they have a better chance to get right back to the the championship game um just because i it, it i think it'll be tough because it'll be kind of like the situation it's such a tough schedule yeah it, it'll be like the situation last year where you know losses to chandler losses to hamilton for example 
Um, who knows, maybe a loss to Basha. I think that's still going to hurt them enough to where they're not in the open division. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens. Obviously, these games all have to be played, and obviously anything can happen between now and week eight of the season in October. So, you know, <laughs> anything can truly happen. But that's my first game. That's going to be a really good matchup. I think so, too. And that was going to be one of my games. My other one is Liberty Chaparral. Um, kind of two different styles of play. Chaparral is a is a high-flying offense. They throw the ball around. Their defense was solid last year. Um, but like we talked about, Liberty just goes and hits people in the mouth. I think it's going to be a really fun one. These two teams are going to be uh, – Liberty might be an open team. They may be a 6A playoff team, but they're going to be great. Chaparral wants to defend their 6A title. I think it's going to be awesome. And, of course, that was my second game. So, um, Mediocre minds think alike. All right, there we go. All right, Eric, so here's the part that I wanted to surprise you with a little bit because you know how I feel about you and your hatred for uh, what I, I like to pause. Your hatred, not hatred, uh, your hatred for predictions. So <laughs> you're so right about that. <laughs> the Arizona Varsity People's Mortgage Question of the Day on Wednesday. This was August 25th. It was... Who do you think meets in the 2A, 3A, 4A, 5A, 6A, and Open Division Championships? And you, my friend, said, and I quote, I don't know anything and I am terrible at predictions, but I'd love to hear what you all think. And I replied, I think you need to man up and share your predictions. So, because you said no, I'm challenging you. I'm not ending this episode until you give me your predictions. Who meets in the two-way through Open Division champions or championships, Eric? And if you'd like, I can share mine first. Share yours first, just so we have something. All right, but I'm going to make sure you don't copy me. All right? I won't copy you. All right, plagiarism is bad, Eric. All right? You're right. All right, two-way. Santa Cruz versus Scottsdale Christian. Scottsdale Christian was a phenomenal team last year. Santa Cruz is always good. Now, Andy Morales, our good friend down there in Tucson, said Benson returns everyone in 2A. Everyone. Yeah, Andy and Benson also just lost their season opener. So why do you think I didn't choose them? Sorry about it. Uh, 3A, ALA Gilbert North, who we've talked about several times, versus Richard Stallworth and the Yuma Catholic Shamrocks. Nobody can argue with me with Yuma Catholic. This kid is going to throw for 5,000 yards. I think he needs 357 a game if they make it to the title game. He threw for like 460 last night. This kid is going to do it, and it's incredible. Uh, Richard Stallworth down there in Yuma, my goodness. Unreal. You have them against ALA Gilbert North? I do. Yes. I dig that. That's a good pick. I like both of those selections you've gotten so far. You can't use them unless you genuinely think that's who's going to be. Meet up in the gym. Okay, fine. <laughs> 4A. Cactus, obviously, because I've said that already, that Cactus is the best team in 4A, in my opinion, versus Casa Grand and Angel Flores. Angel Flores might be one of the best quarterbacks in the state, if not the best this year. I think he's, he's gonna, so good. I think him and just how good of a coach that Jake Barrow is. That Casa Grand team is going to surprise a lot of people, 
even though they've gotten a lot of preseason hype. That's why I think they're going to make it to that 4A title game. Do I think they beat Cactus? I don't, unfortunately. But I do think they get there. 5A. I have... This one was tough for me because I don't know which teams are going to be pulled from 5A, obviously, to go to the Open Division. As of right now, I know they have a lot of new starters. I have Sunrise Mountain facing South Point Catholic. Um, South Point obviously has been in the Open Division the last two years. I don't know what route they're going to be going in that they don't make the Open again. Um, I could be completely wrong, obviously, with this prediction, but um, I think that'd be a really good matchup, though, if those two teams face off against each other. And my guess would be is that might be in Tucson, too. So we'll see what happens. 6A, I mentioned it already. I think Highland returns to the championship game. Who are they going to face? Williamsfield. Now, there's a couple things that could change with this. Obviously, one, Highland is good enough, I think, to make the open division, even if they lose to, like I said before, Chandler, Hamilton, maybe Basha. Williamsfield, they have a really favorable schedule. If they beat Centennial, I think they might go 9-1 or undefeated. So Williamsfield may not even get a chance to play for the 6A title because they might be sitting in the open division with everybody else, all the other seven teams. Um, you know, they open up with Higley, who will be much improved from last year, but I think still a little bit down. You know, they've got La Jolla, Campo Verde, Queen Creek will be a tough matchup. Centennial will be a tough matchup. Castile will be a tough matchup. Corona, Desert Ridge, Red Mountain, and then Brophy. I mean, honestly, Williamsfield, in my opinion, I think they can run the table. But for the sake of this, I have them slipping up just a bit to where they don't make it to the Open. And I think they play for a title either way, just at the 6A level. Open division, no surprise. Chandler versus Hamilton's my pick. Eric, it's your turn. And no copy. Okay. I have the same 2A as you. <sighs> no, that's okay. I'm just kidding. That's fine. Santa Cruz... Scottsdale Christian, I think those are the class of 2A. And I don't think it's – you could throw in a Reap Prep, you could throw a Benson in, but those are the two best teams, uh, and I think they will be all year. Okay. 3A, I'm going to throw a surprise at you. Snowflake lost yesterday. Yep. We're recording this on Saturday. They're going to be in it, I think. Okay. They're playing Yuma Catholic. Yep. That's who I've got. You know, I'm gonna... your ALA Gilbert North pick is good. Yeah, I like it. I think that's the team that could upset, uh, not upset because they might even be higher seed, but could upset my prediction. You know, really quick, just to talk about 3A, my only solidified team in the 3A championship, in my opinion, is Yuma Catholic. I think they make it no matter what. Same. Um, the other team, I think you can really swap out for just about anyone. I mean, like I said, you could swap it out for the winner of that region between ACP, uh, ALA Gilbert, and then Valley Christian. I mean, you could swap out either, any of those three because I do think a ACP is going to bounce back. Or like you said, you know, you could throw in Snowflake. Or honestly, you could throw in Sabino. From what I saw, Sabino's a good football program. I saw that last night. and They're solid. I wouldn't be surprised if they make it. Now, if they don't, they still might be like a year or two away, but when when Cameron Hack, Hackworth is a senior, look out. He might be one of the best quarterbacks in the state. I dig that. 4A, I'm going with the title rematch. Cactus Mesquite. 
Mesquite's got a lot of question marks, but they've also won the last two 4A championships. They've got Andrew Morris and they've got Scott Hare. Um, and Cactus is great. I think they might lose. It's a question of whether they end up in the open or not. They've got some tough games. They've got to play Desert Edge. They've got to play Sunrise Mountain. Um, I don't know. I think they end up falling in one of those and then being the top seed in 4A. If you are a Cactus, do you want to be in the open division? Knowing that you it's might awesome. very well be number seven or number eight facing a Chandler or a Hamilton or Saguaro, whoever ends up in that you know top two seeds. It's a tough one. Um, I've got, I've got them. It depends on if it's a human um, open like they did last year too. I think maybe even if they go undefeated, they might not even get to go in there. Um, if it's a human open element, uh, we'll see. Yeah. I think those two teams match up in the four A title game. Yeah. Okay. Five A. I've got Sunrise Mountain. I don't know much about this year's team. I haven't covered them ex- as extensively as I did the last two years, but people are so high on mm-hmm. them. Um, so I've got them. And I might surprise you with this one. And there's only one reason I picked them. I'm having them playing Sunny Slope, the Sun team, Sunrise Mountain Sunny Slope. <laughs> you don't want to know why I picked Sunny Slope? Why is that? Because Chris Eaton did. <laughs> That's all I need to say about that. Knowing Chris, because he's like the numbers guru for us, he probably has some like analytics formula that says pick Sunny Slope. So I should probably go with them too. But they've got a lot of young talent from last year. They surprised a lot of people by making the playoffs and having such a high seed. Um, I think they're going to be solid. I was I'm high on this team anyway. They've got a pretty easy-ish region. Uh, no, no region five A is actually easy. Yeah. But their schedule isn't going to be too incredibly difficult, I don't think, for, for a team that's as talented as they are. I think Desert Edge is in the open. Um, one of the teams that could spoil this is Campo Verde. I think they're going to be right up there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, those are my two squads. So let me, let me ask you this really quick. Um, do you have Sal Point in the open, then? I do. See, That's the reason. My, yeah. my, thing, my thing is, I think they only take like one, maybe, eh, I think they only take like one 5A team this year. Just Saguaro? Okay, no, two. Sorry, two. I think they take I think they take Saguaro, I think they take Desert Edge. That's why I don't, didn't put South Point in there. Because the 6A is so top-heavy now that I think it's almost impossible you don't take at least six of those teams. Okay, I agree with you. If South Point ends up in the 5A bracket, they're going to the championship game. Okay, fair enough. 6A, Highland, Chaparral, rematch. Or rematch, I like it. Okay. I like it a lot. I think Chaparral is going to, a lot of people in there going to fall off, I think. Um, no one thinks Highland's going to fall off. Mm. Going to be a sweet game. I think there's other teams that might be more talented. But I've got a Liberty, a Centennial. Um, you know, I like your Williamsfield pick there. I don't think they'll make the open, so they're going to be a team that could upset this. But Highland Chaparral. And when none of these come true, you can blame me, um, <laughs> all of these teams, for jinxing you. <laughs> so really quick, because let me, I, I have a feeling I know who your open is going to be. 
Um, who are so I said six, six A teams, right? So let me just be clear: that's Hamilton, Chandler, Basha, in my opinion. Uh, I do think Centennial gets there, and I do think um, Liberty gets there. Now, the sixth team, I'm kind of thinking about it, and obviously this is going to kind of like, you know, make my picks, you know, just, I guess, not worth it at this point. But now that I kind of think about it, I think Williamsfield actually does get into the Open. Do you? I think possibly, because what other teams are there? I mean, Highland, honestly, they have such a tough schedule, but I think if they can only lose like two games, I think they do sneak in. But that would also make, you know, my 6A matchup obviously pointless too. I think we have seven of the same teams in the Open. It's a question of, I think South Point's going to make it in. Okay. But I think you think a 6A team like Highland or, Labor or uh, Williams Field or one of those squads might sneak in. Yeah, see, I think it's going to be the five that I already mentioned and then uh, Desert Edge and uh, Saguaro. So I just need, yeah. I just need one more. Yeah. So my, they had a thing, and I hate ranking teams. If there's anything I hate more than predictions, it's ranking. Yeah. I think it's so silly. But here's my eight: Chandler, Saguaro, Hamilton, Centennial, Basha, Desert Edge, South Point, Liberty. Okay. Here's you know who I think. This is why I I forgot. Here's my seventh team, and I think they're going to be like the eight seed because of their schedule. I think we see a one loss Mountain View team in the open, and I think that one loss, Good. I think that one loss is Basha. So another open team. If they beat Red Mountain and run the table, other than that Basha game, I don't mind that pick. It just comes down to strength of schedule because last year their schedule obviously hurt them. They were six and two and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, but we're also talking about. I don't know. I think we're talking about a human element for the Open, if that's the case still this year. I think it is. And I think, you know, Mountain View having the same success as they did last year, a second year in a row, I think will will help them get into the Open. That is if, like, a team like Williamsfield doesn't qualify, technically. Or Highland, for that matter. Because I think a two-loss Highland team could go above a, a one-loss Mountain View team. It depends how their losses go, too. Like, if they're blowouts, if they look good, then we'll take it. Like, if Malaki Taase doesn't give up a touchdown all season long with that Mountain View defense, and they blow out every single team by, like, 30 or more, and they give up maybe, like, a score a game, I mean, I think think at that point you put them in. Dig that. So, right on. Open, I'm guessing, is Hamilton versus Chandler. Yeah, if it's yeah. anything else, it's a surprise. Yeah, figure. Okay, perfect. Um, Eric, very quickly, what do you say we uh, we thank Mr. Uh, Papa Hinojosa and All.net? Yep. Right on. Let's do it. All.net, Arizona Focus for almost 40 years, 30 value locations for your home, auto, and commercial needs. They are Arizona's most referred insurance agency. And they're focused on customer service and finding the right price for you. So, finding the right coverage and price. Again, this is a high school show. Eric, if you were a 16-year-old and I was your parent, and you were going to be... Sorry. <laughs> yeah, first off, yeah, that that's the first thing that should come out of your mouth. 
and I was looking for insurance for you. Finding the best rate for you, because we know how wacky you can be, is probably the best option, right? Absolutely. Anybody, wacky or not, you need the best insurance <laughs> option. Exactly. All.net will do that for you. Uh, they have over 20 different carriers, and they're partnered with every single one of those that can do the shopping for you, which is even better, because obviously, you know, you don't know where your 16-year-old is, what they're doing. Hopefully, they're just going to practice and doing homework, but... You know, you want to make sure that they're safe and you want to make sure that they're covered just in case for any accidents that could occur. Hopefully none, of course, but accidents do happen. That's why they're called accidents. So with that being said, we want you to dial this phone number 602-233-3333. That is 602-233-3333. Or go to aall.net. That is all.net, aall.net for all of your insurance needs. Thank you to all.net and to Papa Hinojosa for sponsoring not only us, but all of Arizona Varsity. We truly appreciate it. And also, Papa Hinojosa was actually the one who kind of, uh, like I said, uh, got the motion, or got the, uh, what, what's the saying? Got got things in motion for me to get all that cool uh, merch to basically make me a Mountain Point coach. So, have to thank him, right? The thing is, insurance is so important. Like we mentioned it, you need the right one. One that works for you, works for your family, works for your kids, works for everybody. Um, we're a high school sports show for the most part. We talk a lot of sons and everything too, but these kids, they're starting to drive. You got to have it. Absolutely. So with that being said, once again, 602-233-3333. It's really easy. I like to do is memorize five numbers. 602-233-3333 and uh, visit aall.net for all of your insurance needs. Once again, thank you for sponsoring not only us, but also all of Arizona Varsity. And with that being said, Eric, that is the show. I hope everyone enjoys the uh, the week one part three of the Arizona high school football season. Uh, again, week one got started for the, for the 1A conferences two weeks ago. Uh, week one was just this past week with uh, 2A and 3A. Now it's the big boys' turn. 4A through 6A is getting ready to gear up. Thursday night is when it all begins. I personally will be at Desert Vista versus Perry on Thursday, and then Mountain Point versus Corona del Sol. Corona's going to unveil their new awesome-looking field, and I'm excited for it. Eric, where are you going to be this week before we sign off? I'm going to be at a wedding. There we go. Right on. With that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> I, like, I knew you were going to be at a wedding, but I totally forgot, so that really caught me off guard. Um, thank you all for listening. Make sure to give us all a follow on Twitter, at Zach Alvire, at Uniman Rights, at AZHSFB, and at Arizona Varsity. Make sure to follow the rest of the gang, too, from Ralph to Chili to Cody to, man, the, the intern, intern of the year, Jacob Saliga, just took over that, uh, that role from Andrew Morgan who is verified and is honestly better than all of us at Twitter at this point. Um, Sandy Charles, Jordan Ham, give them all a follow, please. Chris Eaton, the Gridiron Arizona account, the numbers guru. Brett and AZ, make sure to follow Brett Quintine, listen to his radio show as well. Thank you again for listening, and we will talk to you all next week. Gila Ridge forever.